Hey everyone, welcome back to Review Anything. My name is Glenn Johnson. And I'm Joe Frank. And uh, today we are actually, well I guess we are reviewing something. We're reviewing a lot of, a lot things. of things. A lot of like mini reviews. More movies than ever. So we're going to see if we can do it today. Because today we're going to be talking about the Best Picture nominees. And just giving you guys a overview of our thoughts on each one we'll kind of just work through it and then at the end we'll actually go through and rank them based on what we personally believe should win so our lists are different and this is not i guess this isn't necessarily what we think is going to win no this isn't like a an analysis of mm-hmm. oscars and how they where the oscar and, voters are going to go yeah, yeah nothing like that we don't have any data or no we have no proof no that data. any of these will win we have no evidence or Reason to believe that they will, but it's just if we personally were choosing the best picture, what would we pick? And we really should be. Yeah. So, Oscars, if you're listening to this, Oscar, right? Is he the guy who's in charge? Dear Oscar, (laughs) this podcast is for Which they might hear this and change their minds, you know? Also, you know, I mean, if you're listening to this, you might as well just skip the Oscars. Oh, true. You know, this is kind of, I mean, this, this is probably more authoritative. It's than all the that matters. Are be. So <laughs> I know you've all, as on. we've said in the first episode, we work at a video production company. So I'm not saying that I mean, that means you should pay more attention to us, but you know, if you want to think of the word expert yeah. with us, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not we say wouldn't that. say no to that. And in fact, we would almost demand it in a way. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're Give looking the at the what list. They want. We're looking at the list on the Oscars website, and should we just start at the very top? Yeah, let's do it. So um, I think we should just go through these and each kind of give our thoughts mm-hmm. on what was good, what was not good, w- whether or not we think that it even should be yeah. in this list, yeah. which is definitely something to question Valid. on some of them. Yeah, and um, oh, and we will be just talking very openly about plot points and what we... so. Once we start talking about the movie, you could probably skip like a few minutes ahead and be fine. But if you don't want spoilers for the movie, but we will just be openly talking about spoilers for each movie. So, and as we normally say, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't (laughs) seen the movies, why? What (laughs) is happening? Uh, I mean, I guess not everybody's seen every single one of them. So if there's one you haven't seen, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on each one. No, it'll be pretty. I mean, maybe we'll see. We'll put it all in the show notes. Yeah, check the show right. notes. That's what we, <laughs> do we even, do. I don't even know how to do show notes. I don't know. Uh, we'll put the links in the show notes <laughs> uh, for just the for illegal copies of each film, so you It'll can watch them It'll just be a online. link to googling Oscars twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> show times for each movie. Yeah. Um, so at the very top, we'll start at the very bottom. Am I right? Because <laughs> um, the first film listed is Ford v Ferrari, race car movie. Yes. Race car. Um, so this is the one. <laughs> this is the one of all the movies that I don't necessarily get why it was nominated for Best Picture. I'm trying to. Uh, so, so I say that, but also I can't. I don't know what I would have replaced it with. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think through. There maybe, are no other movies. May- <laughs> Maybe Knives Out. Yeah. I might or I would be much more on board with Knives Out. Yeah. Um 
because in my mind it was a good movie i i gave it three out of five stars on letterboxd and i enjoyed it for what it was and i i've said many times that this is the type of movie that falls into the same category as like uh, i had an example i'm trying to remember what it was miracle yeah (laughs) yes actually (laughs) miracle the hockey movie or hoosiers or like any of these sports movies that you know more or less exactly how it's gonna turn out and there's really not a lot of stakes because of that but it still gets me like i still get excited and feel very satisfied at the end of it so like i can't be that mad at it even though it is very predictable it was very like by the books basically yeah like it's that thing where it's like oh here's this guy who you know there's no way that he's going to be able to beat ferrari and then it's like well yeah he is of course obviously (laughs) why would we have a movie yeah if he didn't um although i will say like all that being said the way that the race ends did actually kind of surprise me yeah the fact that he wasn't in first spoilers yeah that was that was interesting and that the suits kind of won yep i was like oh well so that's kind of where i fall with this is it's like very by the books but yet satisfying yeah i mean i knew how it was all gonna end because i'm very into cars i the history of the cars Pixar movie. is a huge mostly the pixar movie. <laughs> no, i didn't actually know anything about any of I, didn't either. I was like yeah. oh shelby yeah like shelby uh mustang right is that a thing yeah oh i've, no, like I've a, never even it's heard a of type that. of mustang yeah i think mm. uh <clears throat> was it actually named after him yeah oh okay i didn't know that. it was like a particular version mm-hmm. of the mustang yeah i think i don't know uh, we're not a car we're not car people <laughs> i have nothing i i don't know i just kept thinking my dad would really like this movie <laughs> uh, <laughs> which i went with one of my friends and his brother and his dad and his dad works at a car repair sh- or like yeah uh restoration place so, so he they like, like ate it up yeah. yeah that's like it is a dad movie for yeah. sure yeah so yeah i i agree with your thoughts i i had a lot of fun mm-hmm. i mean it was it was really thrilling mm-hmm. like i i gave it 4 out of 5 just because i think it did what it was trying to do probably significantly better than some movies like that Mm -hmm. there are so many sports movies and they are all very similar um and i didn't see rush the Mm. one that came out a few years ago but ronald yeah ronald Ronald mcdonald (laughs) Um, (laughs) i didn't see that one but uh i don't know that it you know got it definitely didn't get nominated for best picture but you know, because it was probably terrible, and this one's so much better. Um, no, I don't. I don't know anything about it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like this one definitely felt. It felt very well done, mm-hmm. like very, very well made. The editing, the sound, yeah, like they really put you, yeah, as cliched as it sounds, to put you in the driver's seat, you like were in a car, in a car, um, and the, the shots like you know of the car like on the road the camera like mm-hmm. sweeping around and stuff it, it was awesome yeah. it yeah. was really fun to watch um but i would never have picked this no. for best picture like that that never entered my mind nope i mean it's cool and it's really good 
But well, it's the same thing like last year with Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> like when I watched it, I was like, oh yeah, it was fun. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I never ever would have believed it would have been nominated for Best Picture. Right. So that's that's kind of the same thing with Ford v Ferrari. Yeah. I left and I was like, yeah, yeah that, was, that was good. Yeah. Never would have I don't. Guessed. I I don't really. I don't get that. That's it's. I mean, it is very well made, mm-hmm. very well. Like every aspect of it is pretty solid. Yeah. Like the acting is really good. The um, and I think honestly, the acting, the two leads, I think that's what yeah. makes it elevated yeah. somewhat above a lot of other sports movies. I think it, like they did, they sold their characters really, really well. Yeah. And I, I think that helped the movie a lot. But yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit of a head scratch. It is. Yeah. It's probably the only one. On the list, that yeah. is a head scratcher. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with the rest of the, yeah. the list. Yeah. Okay. So, well, yeah, that one's dumb. Moving on. Did you say dumb uh, or yeah. done? Uh, yeah, done. It's done. <laughs> We're done with that. It is dead to me. Uh, the Irishman. Mm. This is the four-hour segment of the podcast <laughs> when Glenn shares his. Oh, yeah, we should have just done an Irishman <laughs> podcast because. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I mean I love the Irishman. Yeah, I've I've seen it twice now, and you're almost done with your second viewing. Yeah, and to me it it just gets better and better with age, much like De Niro. It's true. And yeah, I I I was very happy that it got nominated for Best Picture. Um, I'm not sure how many other Scorsese movies have been nominated for Best Picture. I feel like quite a few. Yeah. The Part is the only one that's ever won. Okay. Um. But yeah, we we were lucky enough to be able to go see this in theaters. They had it for a brief time at a local theater, and the theater experience was amazing. Yeah, Sitting down and actually definitely. just watching it straight through, experiencing all of that in like real time. And yeah. for me, I did not know the story at all, really, Same. going into it. So when it turns into what it is of him, again, spoilers, having to kill jimmy hoffa it, it really surprised me and was very emotional to me like yeah. whether or not that really happened or not um sure but the way that the pace of it and the way that it actually is very much feels like a natural progression from making silence yeah from wolf of wall street to silence to the irishman um it feels like a very natural progression to continue the themes that Scorsese always explores with this very different style. Cause there's like, there's three or four very stylistic moments in the movie that I can think of. And you know, the classic like freeze frame Scorsese with the titles. <laughs> yeah. Um, like all that kind of stuff, which that is like an aspect that has also grown on me a lot, especially as I've read about it and listened like, the way it goes from being something pretty funny at the beginning, yeah, just because it's so shocking that it freeze frames on these people and say whatever, you know, shot in the head four times outside of yeah. his home or killed with a nail bomb under his yeah. porch, like those kind of things. But as it goes along, it gets like heavier and heavier, especially as more people are dying and yep, and the violence depicted is not stylistic like it is in almost every other Scorsese movie. Right, it's very neutral like it just shows from a wide angle shows you there's no cuts during the killings yep it just happens and then moves on so i love the the pace and the style as 
because Silence is my favorite Scorsese movie, and so which is extremely outside of what he normally does. Yeah. So I just loved the kind of marrying of those two things with the Irishman. It definitely felt like a mature mm-hmm. Scorsese. Like he's, it, it's almost like he's gotten to a certain point in his life, and he kind of looks at a lot of this stuff differently. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true, but that's what it feels I, like. I think that's definitely true. Yeah, like it's definitely more. It has more heart, mm-hmm. and like it's more, like heartbreaking mm-hmm. almost. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty rough. It is, and his other movies don't have that weight to them i haven't seen all of them but mm. i mean um, goodfellas especially goodfellas goodfellas is very light and the ending is kind of like ah shucks. it's like a perfunctory like, yeah crime doesn't pay yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but this one is like crime really doesn't yeah like it's it's not good like and the it's effects that very internal yeah very and yeah robert de niro really should have gotten nominated yeah we're not talking about that right now but i mean you know the actor best actor nominees but right. he really should have i mean he makes this movie mm-hmm. and it's all just so internalized yep. for him like the moment when he finds out that he is being tasked with killing jim mm-hmm. Hoffa is like it's so powerful and it's all just his face mm-hmm. he doesn't say a word um but you just see this like anguish and just dread mm-hmm. and it's like he just would rather be anywhere yep. else in the entire world than having to do what he has to do. And he still does it. And he ha- like he does it as it's his job. Yep. And he's good at his job. And you almost sense that of him just in a way shutting and in a way it makes you think of, you know, times in your life that you regret and there is almost this like shutting down of things like I yeah. I don't know how to I don't know how to describe it and it's like he just it's almost like he's just being propelled forward by yeah. just this sense of duty that even though everything in him is yeah. fighting against that. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole lot more we could say about it, but it's it's just a phenomenal it is. movie. It's I I think like the the you know, you can get bogged down in some of the details of like what's going on, like the politics and mm-hmm. the the uh who's the unions who and, the, and yeah. all that kind of stuff, but like it it actually doesn't matter. None of that stuff is, it's all, it all just builds. It's yeah. like one yep. event after another that, you know, he's involved in. It's almost like a Forrest Gump mm-hmm. kind of like where he's yeah. like, yeah. he's always there at yep. these like major things. Um, and all this stuff is building. And then this relationship with Jimmy starts to mm-hmm. build. And that's when it like really starts to. Yeah. To and it feels different. It does. Because you get this sense of like, well, what if somehow he had just been able to meet Jimmy Hoffa and be his bodyguard and yeah. be friends with him, not be connected to the mob, right. Russell and all that kind of stuff. It's yep. You get that sense of regret yeah. in a way. It's, yeah, and something that, I, that hit me last night was uh, just Joe Pesci. Mm. I mean, obviously, the first time I saw it, I knew he was good. But like, he's just so... He's so good in this movie. Like his he's like this at the same time very scary and also very adorable little man. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. He's just I don't understand that. Like yeah. how can someone go from like the scene when Peggy is dancing with Jimmy mm. and then it whip pans over to him, he looks so scary. Yeah. Very 
uh, ominous. Yeah. And then, but then when he gives uh, Frank the ring, it's such a beautiful mm-hmm. moment. And he's like such a fatherly kind of guy. And it's just, it's great. Well, and that's, you get the sense of the whole movie that uh, Frank is almost trying to convince himself that their relationship is anything but he's his boss and he yeah. has to do what he, otherwise he'll just be killed. Right. Yeah. Because at the end when they're in the retirement home, one of the most like heartbreaking scenes to me is they're breaking bread again over wine like oh, they yeah. did early on in the movie and they're talking about the war and everything. And uh, Russell or Joe, Joe Pesci, he, he's, he can't eat the bread anymore because yeah. he's too frail. He's yeah. too, and he just has to like suck on the bread. I don't know. Like there are these things that even though you're right, they are terrifying and horrible. You, there's so much like, still empathy for yeah. these people i don't know yeah it's it's uh it's amazing it is so jojo rabbit i have not seen that so i'm just gonna let you take i'll it away. just be pretty short that i liked it um there for the most part the first like 45 minutes or so didn't work that much for me with the humor mixed with the uh like satire i guess like that yeah didn't it just didn't really click for me or like the emotion they were going for and all that stuff i didn't really like but then there's a moment like halfway through the movie with that involves shoes just to not spoil it for you um that it like all clicked for me at that moment and i i really enjoyed the last like hour of the movie okay um so this is another one that like could be fine if it was not nominated for best picture yeah but I kind of get why it is. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I could, I can kind of go either way. Like, I feel like if I watched it again, I'd probably like it more knowing what's coming and knowing how, where it gets to by the end. But I thought it was just, just fine. Sure. So that's, that's about all for Jojo rabbit. All right. And the, the other Joe, Joe movie, <laughs> Joe Kerr got Joe Pesci, Jojo rabbit, Joker. <laughs> you want to start with this Joe one? Joe Phillips starring Joe Cooper. <laughs> Wait, Bradley Cooper, Cooper? What? is a producer? Oh. I guess he worked with Todd Phillips. That's weird. So wait, Brad, Bradley Cooper would get an Oscar if the if Joker won Best Picture, that... which it won't, but... <laughs> wow. wow, I did not know that. All right, so Joker, uh, the sequel to Oscar-winning... Suicide Squad? Uh, yeah. Yeah, prequel. Direct sequel. Oh, yeah, prequel. Direct prequel. <laughs> he really like Jared Leto's yeah. <laughs> cameo at the end was very unexpected. I'm going to be you later. Especially the fact that he was playing a child. Yeah. Like, I just did not see that coming. Yeah. And he still had the green hair and the tattoos yeah. and everything already. That was really weird. He's really He's like weird. the same size as Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. like standing next to him. Yeah. And they're just like hanging out. Yeah. They were CGI they were, was really bad. On that yeah. Part, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, the actual real Joker. <laughs> um, what were your thoughts? Uh, I feel like they've evolved. They have like, yeah, it's, it's changed. I think. Yeah. From when I first saw it, uh, I, I still like it. I think it's, a, I think it's a good movie. I know a lot of people like really hate it, um, which I don't really get because I, I, I did think as I was watching it that I 
I was pretty challenged like with how I felt about him and the people around him and I thought it was like I kind of appreciated that it didn't really um establish a moral center in terms of like or look at anything that anything that happened in the movie with a judgmental eye because anything that happens you could be like well what about this or like yeah I, I don't know I liked that which I think a lot of people were upset that it wasn't like it should have more clearly said that he was doing something bad here but I like that it didn't really do that but I will say I mean I I really liked it and I I I liked Joaquin Phoenix's performance as well and I I liked just a lot of the the camera work was really nice and but after I watched Joker I watched King of Comedy which you've also watched now yes. since and the one thing that I will say that I appreciate about that and other Scorsese movies that people compare it to is that Scorsese really doesn't give you any clues as to how you should feel. Joker like doesn't really set a moral center but it still in my opinion and I would have to rewatch it to really solidify if I feel this way but the score in my mind looking back on it now is very like important sounding. Yeah. I like the score on its own but the fact that it's these like heavy violins, these like cello, yeah. I don't, I don't know what all yeah. But like just this really dark and heavy, it's almost like trying to tell you like this is really heartbreaking this and sad. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You're not watching something fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like really trying to make sure you know that in a lot of scenes. Yeah. Whereas in King of Comedy, I, there there's no score. There's music, yeah. but it never tells you how to feel. So it, you naturally kind of go from these feelings of disgust to empathy to anger, like you just feel it because of what the character's doing and the movie doesn't try to direct your emotions in one way or another. Um, so like it kind of made me like look back on it a little less kindly, but I still overall like it. Yeah. I, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, I, this movie was weird because I coming out of the theater, I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. I did not enjoy that. I mean, there were parts of it that I was like, this is really good. Um, and then, but there was definitely like, there, there was a point where I was like, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. Um, and spoiler alert, when he kills, uh, the radio or the, the TV guy on, on live TV, that was like Murray. Yeah. That, that was like, I, I did not like watching that. Yeah. That moment was like, so it felt too, it felt so like public and mm -hmm. like non like unceremonious. It almost felt like he was killing Robert De Niro <laughs> on a movie, just like for real. Uh -huh. That's what it felt like to me watching it. It and um, it just it's so dark and like uh, yeah. But after a couple days of like, all right, I mean, it's. You know, it's okay that it's dark. Like that, it's it's just because it's dark doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Mm -hmm. And I never thought it was a bad movie. I just didn't love it. Um, but the more I thought about it, like a lot of things really stuck with me. And I I do like it a lot. I mean, I mean that sounds really weird, but I I think it's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, the scene at the end with him on the car, mm -hmm. like speaking of the soundtrack, like that I think is where the score really like. Mm -hmm 
I think it works mm-hmm. really well. And that last, that whole last uh, sequence of him in the car, in the cab, mm. um, and driving then the, the city, yeah, driving through the city, and then the people like just going nuts, mm-hmm. and him on top of the car and stuff. That all the music, like I think you could come away from the movie like, holy cow, like they're just glorifying this terrorist, right? Um, but the music sounds like a funeral dirge. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's this very mournful, mm-hmm. um, sound. And I think, you know, maybe Scorsese would have done something like, like a Some Frank Sinatra song. Oh or yeah. Or like true. A, you know, something like very, Which they kind of like the end where him in the hospital that is more Scorsese. Yeah, that definitely felt more, but, but, um, which you could maybe make the argument that that last scene kind of undercuts mm. part with him on the car. I right. don't know. I'm uh, not yeah. sure. Yeah. But anyway, I think that like that part really haunted me mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and yeah, like the questions that the movie kind of asks, uh, about responsibility and yeah, where is society's role in all this? And like, is society without blame, you know, in creating, monsters like this i think i think that that question didn't sit well with me Mm -hmm. i was like no this guy you know i'm it's only their fault like they're they're the ones who are responsible for their own actions but but the more i thought about it i was like well i mean you can't really say that (laughs) that society shouldn't have some responsibility like or take some responsibility so i think Mm -hmm. it is a it is a worthwhile question to ask and the movie doesn't give you an answer, mm. but I think it is a question that's worth thinking about. And honestly, to some extent, it kind of changed my perspective on it a little bit. Like it gave me a little bit of a broader view of that idea, um, for better or worse. I don't know. Um, but it, it definitely gave me something to think about for sure. Mm. And I think that's that's a big deal. Um, yeah. So overall, I think it was really good. I think it deserves the nomination. Um, yeah. 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 I think I could go like, I wouldn't have, I wasn't like shocked that it got nominated, sure. but if I, it, if it won, I would be happy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be surprised. It'd be pretty shocking. Yeah, yeah. It would be, it seems like it would be an upset, <laughs> but, um, but I would, I would be happy for it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible, but it was fine. <laughs> Little women. Little, little women, tiny women, little tiny women, the borrowers. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, yeah, we just watched the borrowers, which is what I assumed little women was. It's not like that at all. No, they were just regular sized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, very normal sized. I burst into applause when Bob Odenkirk appeared on screen and said, <laughs> My little women, <laughs> which sounds like a joke, but that actually happens in the movie. That you burst into applause? (laughs) No, that he says that. My little women. And he's wearing an old timey war uniform. Better call Saul. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to start on this one? Sure. Uh, This was amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I really, I grew up having seen, I won't say I grew up watching the old one, but I saw it two or three times as a kid. And I thought the old one was really good. I, um, yeah, I still think it is. I haven't watched it in a long time, but Christian Bale is in it. Oh, yeah. That's kind of weird. 
Uh, see you. Which that was that was my reference, my point of reference for Christian Bale when they announced him as Batman. Uh. I was like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> Lori from Little Women is going to play Batman." My what reference was Shelby from Ford v Ferrari. That doesn't make any sense because he. I played, just heard about he Batman a couple months Shelby. ago. Uh, he played the other guy. <laughs> Shelby was Matt Damon. Uh, so was still... <laughs> on many levels, that doesn't make sense. Uh, that and the Newsies, that was my other point. Mm, oh, yeah. So I was like, this is Batman. Um, no. <laughs> kind of like if Robert Pattinson went directly from Twilight to mm, Batman. Yeah. And didn't do all the yeah, true. things that he's done with yeah. his life since then. Um, anyway, Little Women. Uh, very good. I think... I like uh I think it was cool how she played with the structure mm. um and the crazy thing is that it is I've never read the book but it's exactly like the other movie in in all of the events that happened like she didn't really mess with like anything about the book except for the timeline mm-hmm. and the way the story plays out and the way she did that I thought was brilliant I mm. thought the the way she parallel different points in the story really like emphasized the emotion of those parts that's very vague but like no and the way she used color as well it was pretty subtle but i always knew maybe there was like one time i was kind of unsure what timeline we were in but i was always sure because when it would come to the present it was much more blue gray it almost felt like colder yeah whereas when it would cut to the past it was very warm and it that's was, true so like i think the way that that greta gerwig and her colorist or whatever or cinematography yeah. the way they shot it and edited yeah. it that it to me it was always very clear where we were yeah um within the story because i've heard other people got lost but i i always was very sure where the, the thing is like this you know the the 1994 version was a phenomenon like mm everyone saw that movie mm-hmm. like not everyone but i mean it was no, huge every, every it was single like person. yeah every single person in the entire world mm-hmm. saw that movie the day <laughs> the highest grossing film the of all time. Grossing. uh but no i mean it's it's if if people the people who are gonna go see little women have seen that movie mm-hmm. like though i the I audience for this movie has except for the people who go see it because greta gerwig made it i also saw it because my fiance loved the old one so we yeah. went and saw it together so that's so, why yes. you went yes and and and, Ger- and greta gerwig i would have probably tried yeah. to go see it anyway but yeah and audrey had seen it too your wife my wife had seen it too and didn't really like mm. it was like yeah i saw that but that's all like she she didn't like grow up watching it or anything mm-hmm. we went to see it because it was nominated for oscar right um which i would have wanted to watch it either way just because of greta gerwig but um but yeah, like she had seen it and is not like the kind of person that gravitates towards those types of movies. So yeah, that like everybody <laughs> had seen the other one. Yeah. And so like, if you're going to do it again, like why would you just do it exactly mm-hmm. the same? Like the way that they played with the timeline to me, like was perfect. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, we already know everything that's going to happen. And so you're saying instead of trying to build out suspense of whether yeah. she ends up with Lori or yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would just be like so pointless, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, for some very select few people, it would be a good experience. Mm-hmm. But for most people, it's like, yeah, I've seen this before. Right. 
And then they would go, they would leave the theater like, you know, I really like Winona Ryder better than right. that actress. So I like the other one better. Yeah. But this one, it's like, oh, well, that was different. Yes. That gave me like a different perspective on the story. Yeah. Um, and, you know, spoilers when Beth, Beth dies. So. Yeah. Like it was just as emotional, if not more, mm-hmm. even though I knew it was coming. Well, the way that they juxtaposed those two moments of her yep. running down the stairs yep. to see Beth okay at the table eating breakfast, to yeah. see her mother just alone was amazing. It, it is. I mean, that, like, it just, like, I can't, I, I don't know how, for one thing, I don't know how she thought of doing that. Yeah. Also, I don't know how you, I don't think there would be a better way mm-hmm. to make that, to give that scene the emotion that it had. Like, yeah. it works perfectly yep um and then the exciting and happy parts in the movie also mm-hmm. work perfectly i think yeah it's a great movie yep it is just she should very just solid. adapt all the movies all the books to movies. <laughs> and movies yeah all of, uh, yeah she can remake every it. movie yeah just remake everything i want to see greta gerwig's version of marriage story it would be the same which transitions us to the to joke the- <laughs> Uh, marriage story. <laughs> I didn't actually realize that was the next on the list, but it wow. worked out well. What a tr- what a segue. Wow. So the story about marriage. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly. Uh, it's kind of about divorce. Yeah, that was weird. What a twist. So I, I have to give it one out of five stars for that reason yeah. alone. Um, All right, next film. 1970. Uh. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you want to sure take this one? Um, marriage story is also very good. It was very high up on my top 10 of the year. I think it was number four, it's my number one, <laughs> which I guess we'll get to, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I really love Noah Bombach, um, especially Meyerowitz stories. That's my favorite of his still. Um, and I love just the way that his dialogue unfolds in the way that the editing complements that. So Jennifer Lame, his editor, um, I'm a really big fan of the way, cause it's really not super flashy in most ways. Like you could, and you know, if you think about Mayor's story or Meyerowitz stories, few select moments could be taken out that are interesting. It would still be an amazing movie, but those little moments of like a really good editor's touch, I think really elevate it in a lot of ways for me. Um, a lot of like really quick cuts that kind of punctuate emotional moments. Um, like one of my favorite moments in marriage story. And it, it's, it is just like the cut and the time where, when she chooses to cut is um, when Charlie is flies in and he is served the divorce papers and he's about to leave because she basically makes it clear that he's not welcome to stay at her mom's house anymore. You know, like she's, yeah. she, she asked him, did you get a hotel or whatever? And he's like, Oh yeah. So he's starting to walk out the door and she says, I think she just says she Charlie, says name. she's yeah. Charlie. And there's before her audio like finishes, it cuts to Adam driver and he turns really quickly and you see this, which is also a testament to his acting. Yeah just this look of like, like hope. hopefulness that yeah. maybe she was going to say something. I don't know, something that would make him feel a little better leaving or at, tell him to stay or whatever. 
but it's just moments like that that I don't know could have so many different ways you could have like done that scene but it just works so well the way that it's cut together so the editing I think in cinematography is really really good and really strong in marriage story and um obvies Adam Driver and Scar Joe I hate everything about this uh, <laughs> can you not um <laughs> really good delete and, <laughs> and like Alan Alda is also one of my favorite oh, yeah. parts of that movie yeah. so and it's just Randall Newman's score is also just Randy Newman is one of my favorite composers so I was listening to that soundtrack weeks before I saw the movie because I just yeah. I just love his style so much and it's really just beautiful and yeah so I'm I'm a really big fan of of it and I think it's easily one of his best Noah Baumbach's best movies but yeah yeah it's my favorite Baumbach that I've seen uh, it's the bomb it's the bomb Bach. <laughs> Uh, it's I yeah I it really uh it really hit me pretty hard when I wa- I watched it alone in my house uh with my dog blinds closed yeah my dog was crying the whole time uh I did <laughs> the not. whole time yeah <laughs> from the first frame <laughs> which was black the Netflix logo uh, yeah uh but yeah she it really got her wow. Um, I wanted to write in my review that if you watch this movie, you should watch it with the dog because when I did inevitably cry, uh-huh. my dog just climbed up in my lap Aww. and it was very nice. Licked the tears off your face. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it really got, it really hit me hard. Uh, especially that, the, I think the part that really got me was the argument. Mm, the it big just argument. felt like such a real argument Mm -hmm. and when you're in an argument with someone you inevitably are going to say things that you wish you could take back yep and just that moment when he when adam driver says some pretty terrible things Mm -hmm. and then about the worst thing you could say to your wife yeah and then he just immediately breaks down it's like you you know maybe i'm like projecting a lot of things but I, i just feel like it's this moment where you're seeing outside of uh-huh. what's happening and and you get this like glimpse of like this is what's going on right yep. now this is that that's what i just said yeah and then you just it just like all comes but it's out there yeah yep and then the fact that she just immediately walks over and kind of like comforts him mm-hmm. it's like she knows yeah you know that this is like it's not a good relationship and it's kind of like hitting him and they don't neither one of them want to be in a place where they're saying things like that. And I'm not saying that, that if you are, you should get a divorce, but, um, but yeah, I mean like that it's not, it's clearly not a good, they're not in a good place. And he's kind of like realizing that Mm -hmm. in that moment. And yeah, just really, yeah, it was good. Um, I think, yeah, like I really, I agree with you about the editing. Editing is incredible. The scene that you mentioned, the scene with the, uh, the gate, yeah, the you quick know, cuts back and like forth that. to it's their just, faces. Yeah. yeah, it's so good, but the acting is like incredible. Yeah, I mean, Adam Driver is just so he's so good in that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, very real, very. It felt it felt like you're just watching a real mm-hmm. couple yeah. go through a divorce. Yeah, 
But that last 30 seconds of the movie, well, the last five minutes yep. of the movie, when he reads the letter, yep. just is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And then and then that little tying the shoe. Yep. It's just so it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah. It's a great, great ending. Yeah. All right. Speaking of great endings, 1917 had an ending. It did. It ended the way it started. It- <laughs> I definitely saw it coming as soon as it showed the tree. Oh, like, yeah. No, uh-huh. gonna go yeah, same. He's, he's going to go and sit by the- <laughs> uh, Yeah, 1917. Tell you what, camera, the camera work in that movie Deaky. was pretty sloppy. De- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could have cut every now and then. Yeah, the editing was not very good in it. There was it's like, like they forgot. Yeah, they gave the editor the footage, and, and he, he just was on the, vacation. Yeah, he just put the raw file down, on and the then timeline. someone exported it, and somehow ended up in theaters. They, they didn't yeah. even change cameras a single time. It no. was all the same master shot. Yeah, it was really bad. Like, and how does that get through? And then and then it gets nominated. Yeah, for best picture and, and like best cinematography. I, I can only assume there's a point in best the movie editing. where he. <laughs> Best where he screenplay. falls and the camera blacks out. I guess the battery died or something. I don't know. But then when the camera comes back, it's the same thing. It's the same shot. Yeah. I, I don't know, know. If, it, just... if it, like, there was a glitch and yeah, it stopped working. probably. For, like, six hours. Yeah. And then it was dark. I think the cameraman probably passed out, too. I mean, we have to say this is this is one of the most incredible documentaries we've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the way they cleaned up the footage from World War II. Or I Vietnam. I was say something. Is it Vietnam? Uh, that was good. Yeah, 1917 is good. I think this is another one that I get why it was nominated for Best Picture, just because of its technical achievement and impressive camera work and staging and all that. And. I get why it was nominated. It's, and I will just say I would be quite sad if it won Best Picture <laughs> compared to all the yeah. other things that are up here. Just in terms of, like it, it's it would be more of a flash in the pan kind of phenomenon of a film than a legitimate thing that's going to last a while. I don't know. Com- yeah. Compared to some of the other films on here, so yeah, I don't have much to say about it. I I enjoyed sections of it especially the scene with the city at night with the flares was just i love the way that that was lit and everything and um so yeah that's i mean i i just enjoyed it overall but it was kind of just it kind of came and went and don't have much other thoughts besides that besides that it was the score newman needs to leave scoring to the better <laughs> newman randy thomas needs to retire yeah wow Shots fired. I will say the only Thomas Newman score I've actually liked has been Finding Nemo. Mm, that's a good one. It is. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption's good. Mm. Yeah. Most of his, like, those type of movies scores are good. Um, I think, I thought the score was good. It was fine. I didn't, I don't know. There were a couple times when I was like, all right, we don't really need mm-hmm. music right now. Right. But, 
Um, yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I, I gave it four out of five. I thought it was really solid. Um, I think I don't know if I'm convinced that the one take was the best way uh-huh. to do it. Um, in fact, like, I think maybe it could have been a little better if it wasn't in some cases, because Roger Deakins is an excellent cinematographer, mm-hmm. one of the best. Um, and, but I mean, he, he doesn't do a lot of flashy camera movement, um, in his movies. Mm-hmm. It's, his movies are all about the composition mm-hmm. and the lighting. And that's where he really makes his mark, I think. And that's where in this movie, you know, when they had really interesting lighting, that's when it yep. really shined, shone, shoned. When it shone? shoned. That's shone. when it shone. Um, I shunned the movie during this. <laughs> Until scenes. that scene. Until those scenes, I guess. Yeah. I didn't, sh- yeah. Um, but I, I kind of wonder if like, if he had had more time to, not more time, but I'm sure they had, they spent a ton of time on it. But like, if he had been able to compose mm. carefully on each sequence, you know, maybe it would have made the movie even better. I, yeah. I don't know. I like the fact that it's, that it's like real time. Yeah. And you, it's very immersive. Yeah. But I also like almost anybody could have shot it. Yeah. Well, and that was my other problem with it, which is without the one take, there's not, in my opinion, there's not much else to carry it to be an exceptional movie. Yeah. It, we've seen it before. Right. It's yeah. Not it's in it, this, not Cause in I'm this just thinking if this was shot in a normal way with, you know, cuts and everything, it would, it would be pretty boring. Yeah. I mean, it would be fine. It would, it, I think, I don't know. I think it would be a, a good movie, but it would not, they would not even consider yeah. Oscar for it. Yeah. I don't think. Which again, maybe isn't fair because they did do it and they did pull it off. So it exists as it does. Yeah. But I'm, I just, you know, thinking about the story, the beats that it hits and like stuff. I just don't know if it's enough, which I feel the same way about Birdman. Like if Birdman was shot just normally, I really don't think it would not have got the writing and like, yeah. Did it win? It won best picture. It would not have won best picture. Yeah. So but again, maybe that's not fair because that's not how it was made. So yeah, that's true. So yeah, it was it was just fine. But like with Birdman, I feel like it's more creative. Mm-hmm. Like they use that the one take to help tell the story, right? In a in really cool and interesting ways, right? In this one, yeah, it does help tell the story in that it's real time. You're in there with them during all these scenes. But I also, I kind of feel like you could do that mm-hmm. in just a more traditional way and still make it feel like it's real time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, and yeah, like you said, this is what they did and they pulled it off and it's, it's, they did a good job. So we can argue all day about whether or not it was the right choice. Right. But they made it. And it is what they it is. They have to live with it. And if it wins Best Picture, uh, we're we all going to go never, Joker. Yeah, we'll never do another Oscars podcast yep. because we will be crying. Dicks. <laughs> um, no, it'll be it'll be disappointing. Yeah. It would be. Yeah. So, once upon a time dot 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 in, in Hollywood. Hollywood. Um it would have helped if I had known that this wasn't a sequel to the ABC show Once Upon a Time. Mm. 
I, yeah. I mean, up until the very end, I was really lost. Really? Yeah. See, and I was watching it thinking it was a sequel to Once Upon a Time in the West or Once Upon a Time in America. No one knows what that is. The two move. Anyway. anyway, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, it was it was okay. Um, <laughs> Parasite. So, this was my number one movie of 2019 on my list. Yes, thank you. Um, I obviously, well, I don't know, maybe not obviously. I love Tarantino. I love all of his movies, really. There's not, not one that I dislike, like actually dislike. Yeah. Um, and so I was very excited to go see it, and it did not disappoint. And I, I'm probably just really dumb that I really thought the ending was going to be what happened in real life. The whole, the whole movie, I was watching it and I was just dreading the ending. And so when it turns and they just start like destroying the, the Manson family hippies, like I couldn't believe it. I was like in shock and it was just such an amazing, like surprising ending that that feeling that I had watching that, like, which like it wasn't a great I don't know it was a very mixed feeling because it would go from like being really over the top and cartoony to being like actually brutal yeah very brutal um but like that whole ending just shocked me so much and yeah going to see it again knowing that that was coming I still like loved it just as much and I love all the shots of Brad Pitt just driving around like how fast it feels and the music that's playing and the whole the whole scene at Spawn Ranch and the tension that builds there and uncertainty, but then ending in just like a really kind of sweet moment, even though the guy played by Bruce Stern is kind of a jerk. And <laughs> like it's not really a sweet moment, but it still is, and it shows a lot about um, Brad Pitt's character. Like sure. I don't know, just so, so many of those moments just stick out to me, and I just had so much fun watching it, and like it is still thoughtful and it gives you something to think about. But to me, like as much as I do love the Irishman and Joker and marriage story, like and parasite for making me think about all those things, like think about things really differently. Once upon a time in Hollywood was just so entertaining yeah. and fun. So I, I'm very glad it got nominated for best picture. Cause I think it's been a while since a Tarantino movie was nominated for best picture. I don't know if Django was probably Inglorious Bastards was the last one. Yeah. And maybe that one didn't even, I don't know, but so yeah, I, I really loved it. Yeah. I had like the opposite experience. Um, I knew it was going to be mm. different than what actually happened because someone told me it's not what you think. That which, one thing was such probably, a huge spoiler. Yeah, that's spoiler. a huge spoiler. Which they, they probably didn't, didn't think of it, it not, like that. They, yeah, they had good intentions. But um, but yeah, I, I knew the whole time that what you would assume is going to happen somehow was not going to happen. Mm. Um, and, and having seen Inglorious Bastards, yeah. I knew that there was probably some alternative history that was going to be happening. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a combination between me just speculating that it probably wouldn't be exactly the same. And then um, someone kind of clued me in that yeah. it's definitely different than what you're expecting. So, but I still enjoyed it. I, I think the moment still was shocking mm -hmm. and insane. 
like it was it didn't it didn't really take much wind out of it for me like it was still very <laughs> just a an insane it moment. is insane yeah um and uh yeah but the whole movie i agree with you like the just the feel the vibe of the mm-hmm. movie is just so much fun yeah and um yeah leo's character is i think funny and mm-hmm. and kind of pitiful but yeah interesting and yeah i don't know and then brad pitt's character is just so cool he's the best he's just cliff booth how can someone be so cool yeah just doing stuff yeah he's not even he doesn't he barely says anything yeah and he's just so he's cool. the best yeah, yeah he's like one of my favorite movie characters i think that's like i don't know i think that's a good use of brad pitt mm-hmm. like i don't know he's good at just being a cool guy yeah so yes um yeah i really enjoyed it uh, I didn't like, this wasn't like my favorite of the year. I, and not because it was, there was anything I didn't like about it. Just, I think I just liked some of the other movies better. Yeah. Um, but I did like it a lot. I mean, I think the Tarantino style is just so much fun. Uh, and so especially like Inglorious Bastards was the one that was like, I just love what he does with visuals Mm -hmm. like it's very it's very classic hollywood like you know backlight and Mm -hmm. you know and just everybody's lit like a beauty shot you know everyone's lit and uh (laughs) no yeah yeah, definitely i mean they're like it's it's not realistic Uh uh-huh uh, cinematography it's it's very heightened yes very hollywood yep um and i love that yep. I, like it's not something you see very often uh in our age in our day this day and age mm-hmm. nowadays in our society we live in a society um i don't know if you knew that but um the joker uh really drove that home uh we do in fact yep. live in a society um once upon a time just felt it feels very heightened very mm-hmm. uh stylized and i love that i yep. love it when i like movies that are very realistic very yep. grounded um but part of me is like what's the point of a movie if it's not going to be like something like heightened beyond reality mm-hmm. um i think there's a place for both obviously yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but uh but I really like when a director just goes for it like that. And, and I mean, once upon a time in Hollywood, isn't overly stylized. No. It's, it's beautifully shot, mm-hmm. but it's not like every single scene is just crazy no. lighting. And I mean, in glorious bastards, I feel like was a little more that way. And I think he was kind of trying to capture like the classic mm-hmm. style of Hollywood. Definitely. Um, with that one specifically. So, I mean, he's not always that extreme about it, but, I did. I love the way it looked. I love the vibe. Yeah, it's great. Just a good, really feel good movie. Really good time, which is a weird thing to say about the subject matter. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, um, no fairy tale characters, uh, nope. which is still kind of confusing. I don't understand. Hansel um, and Gretel, Big Bad Wolf. Yeah, none of them. Cinderella. Yep. No one popped. Beauty up and the there. Beast weren't either. Yeah. I mean, which I was kind of. Like, Rumpelstiltskin? Yeah, until He's the end, I was wait, yeah, I was waiting for Rumpelstiltskin to come in. Yeah, just to be like... He could magic. have even been an extra at Spawn Ranch, and it would have just been like a nice little Easter egg or something. But. I was just ready for the line, magic has a price. Yeah. It comes with a price. Mm-hmm. And that 
you know, that would have really tied it together. I think that if that had been like the last line and just a close up on his mouth saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> top movie of the year, decade. Um, also, I just wanted to say, just because it's something I've definitely like just thought about in terms of like with the violence in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is so different from the violence in like The Irishman. Yeah. The Irishman is like very thoughtful and like feels weighty and. And once upon a time in Hollywood, it's pure for like entertainment and shock and like, so I've heard a lot of arguments that people dislike the movie for that, which I don't know why it doesn't bother me because I like how violence is handled in Scorsese so so much. Like, yeah, you feel the weight of it, but something about it still works for me in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I don't know if I have a valid reason for that, but it just does. And I, it's not purely just because it's entertaining to see what happens in the movie because in a way it's not. Yeah. But I don't know. It, I don't know. I haven't, I don't know if I've thought through enough to like actually, but I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it's definitely like cathartic violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like, well, it's like with Django mm-hmm. and I was going to say most passes. of his other movies are I mean, revenge focused. Yeah. Kill Bill, hateful eight, uh, Django, yeah, and Glorious Bastards. All of them are very focused on revenge killing. Yeah. Which again is like, should I be okay with that? I don't know. I don't know. We'll never know. Yep. Unless I do something really bad and then you want revenge. We'll see your rank list coming up here and <laughs> uh yeah. So last but not least. Parasite. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while since I've seen it, but I am a huge Bong Joon Ho fan. I love every movie he's made. I don't think he's made a bad movie. Like all of his movies are amazing. Yep. And so I was really excited for this movie to come out, and it definitely did not disappoint. It's just such a unique movie. I know it's most people's like number one of the year, and it is it's still in my top ten. It definitely wasn't like my favorite movie of the year or anything, but it it is just such a unique uh, tone too. Like that's something I've always loved about Bong Joon-ho's movies is like within scenes from like five or 10 seconds, you'll go from laughing to being horrified to being sad. And it never feels forced. It always is. It feels very realistic in terms of like how emotions happen in real life. Like, it's not like, all right, here's the funny scene. And now, yeah, now it's sad. I mean, there is, there's definitely like a rise and fall to certain moments, like sure. towards the end, whenever it's raining in their house, that definitely is literally like the all time low in terms of they are going back down into the pits of where they live. And like, it feels very like they've descended, they've sunk lower than they've ever been before. Yeah. Like, so there are moments like that, but overall throughout the whole film, it's just, it's very realistic in the way that emotions and, feelings that you have kind of flow in and out and yep so i i think he's he's really really good at doing that and i think he was it's amazing the way he does it here and then just big spoilers the reveal of the basement basement is just insane it was like that's like a unlike any other moment i've had in a movie this year just that feeling of everything just changing in a moment and the movie takes on a whole other dimension right in that moment um which i i loved that like it was just so surprising so 
yeah i i really love it and i think the ending is really poignant and it's it's good yeah i um yeah i feel i agree with everything you said i mean it's like the the tonal shifts the um the kind of like genre bending mm-hmm. that's happening it's like is this a comedy is a thriller is it a mystery like what there's so much and then and then he has like the like the class issue uh-huh. that's going on too but with that um you know with snowpiercer that was very much the theme of that movie yeah. and it's like the upper class are bad and the lower class are good but in this one it was mm. like they're both pretty messed mm-hmm. up um and there's a huge gap um so sometimes you you're originally maybe kind of like all right yeah these rich people are just they're not not great they look down on people for being poor and stuff but then it by the end it's like <laughs> yeah it kind of just takes all of your assumptions and yep. and expectations for what the movie is going to be and it just turns everything on its head yep um I, I already knew, like, it was kind of like with uh, Once Upon a Time, somebody, like, I saw it said, like, it's not what you think it is. Right. And, but that feeling of, like, this is not where I yeah. saw this going, that was pervasive. Yeah. Like, throughout the whole, not the whole movie, but especially once start things started to, to come to light, it was like, whoa, that is not yeah. what I expected. And then it something else would happen. Yeah. I'd be like, holy cow, I did not see that coming. I did not. All the way up to the very last scene, mm-hmm. the very last shot. I just, I, as a movie is getting close to the end, I tend to just like, um, how, where is this going to end? Like, what's going to be the last yeah. thing that they leave us with? What's the final shot? Yeah. And with that, I wouldn't have expected it to be that. Yep. Um, But the way they used his, like, almost like fantasizing yep. on, you know what he was hoping to do and then it comes back to reality this very harsh reality of him in this terrible like house mm-hmm. or whatever still in the same in the same basement house same thing that we saw at the very beginning yep. it's and it's all a fantasy it yep. can't how can he get out of this situation he's in it's it's haunting and because yeah. they had a taste of it but it was only through deceit it was only through yep. what the movie's called basically yep. just sucking the life and being a parasite onto this family and yeah it's <sighs> yeah and yeah just like i think the thing about this movie for me is just that it every level of this like it works for me on every level like editing cinematography pacing the plot the acting mm-hmm. just everything just comes together to make this like powerhouse of a movie yep and it feels like a, it feels like a movie. I don't, I don't have any like this is a very subjective thing to say, but it just feels like a movie that was made by someone who's just so aware of what he's trying to do yep. and so, a, so like able to do it yep. and in such a like very specific, very specific filmmaking fashion. Like, yeah, like that. It, it, it's it's a movie and like it it's not a book. It's not, mm-hmm. it, it is like he's using the tools of cinema yeah. to tell this story in a way that you could only tell it with cinema. Yep. And that like, there are a lot of movies that you watch them 
and you could read the script like a book and it would be interesting. Mm -hmm. But this one, it was like you, he uses every aspect of the medium to tell his story and he does it in such a, an amazing way. Yep. I loved the slow motion Mm -hmm. sequences, that classical music, the, um, just all of that just works so well for me. Um, the comedy is Mm -hmm. sometimes like really out of nowhere and genuinely funny. Um, and yeah, it's just, it, I, I loved it. It's pretty masterful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all the movies. That's them all. So do you want to give your ranked list? And again, this is ranked by what we wish would happen, not what we think will happen. Yes. This would be if we if this was our perfect world, our number one so we could maybe work from the bottom up. Sure. Our number one would be what we wish would win Best Picture. So we're going backwards. So start at the bottom, start lead the, up to the number worst one. movie. The worst movie of, of the year. all time. Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, that's on my bottom of my list because I have not seen it. Right. Um, so I'm just going to skip that one. Uh, for me, Ford versus Ferrari is the one that is like, I don't know why this is mm-hmm. in here. Uh, 1917, really good, really solid, but just also like not the best picture yeah. for me. Little Women, loved it, and it's only as far down as it is because I loved those other movies so much. Mm-hmm. And not that I love them more, necessarily it's just like i just i they worked on different levels yeah i think little women is masterful but um yeah joker would be next uh really good once upon a time the irishman and then so my favorite film of the year was marriage story but i i'm gonna say parasite i is the one i'm pulling Mm -hmm. for that's like Maybe it's because I feel like Marriage Story is not ever... I can't imagine yeah. Marriage Story winning, so that might be why I have it uh, lower than Parasite. But it was my favorite. But yeah, Parasite, I think, if it won, I would be just over the moon. Yeah. I think it would be yeah. amazing. It w- I would be over the Bong Joon-ho um, if that won. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so my the beginning of my list is very similar to yours. It's bottom is Ford v. Ferrari. Really? <laughs> yeah, I guess you'd be surprised since I That's started weird. the podcast with me saying we'll start at the top with the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little foreshadowing there. Yeah, so oh, probably yeah, going to want to go back and listen to the whole episode. Yeah, when you guys find, re-listen. You'll hear some clues. Yeah. Really just that one. But It's going to be a fascinating <laughs> exercise. Um, next up would be 1917. Again, it was good movie, but so bad. don't get it. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> Uh, Jojo Rabbit is next. Um, so those three movies I gave three out of five stars. Not that stars really matter, but those were the ones that I just felt kind of mediocrely about. Sure. And then after that would be Joker. Mm. Uh, I will say like if some by some like insane magic Joker wins, I couldn't be mad. I would. It, I, would I would just be excited. I I wouldn't agree, but. I would just be so shocked yeah. that that movie would be joining the ranks of all the movies out of one best picture. Todd just Phillips. blow my mind. Yeah, Todd Phillips would be best picture winning director. Like that would just, just for the sheer craziness of it, I would appreciate it. But I, I mean, don't think there's He would finally anything. get what he deserved for Hangover, Hangover 3. One th- I mean, just three? Yeah, just that one. 
Uh, I've never seen any. Of and Dude Date, didn't he make some movie, like a road trip movie? Yeah, that was probably really good. Um, I'm surprised that wasn't nominated for I more. I can't believe it. Uh, what a snub. <sighs> um, so yeah, Joker is there. Uh, number five is Little Women. Because I... I, because it's lovely. <laughs> um, number four would be Marriage Story. And then I have number three as Parasite. Um, so then oh. two is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. One would be The Irishman. All right. So I mostly because, which this is very confusing because I just said that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was my number one movie of 2019. But I would be the most happy if Irishman won Best Picture that yeah i would i would just be i think that that would be so well deserved and yep um but so i'd be really happy if that one i i I actually probably would switch now that i'm looking at it once upon a time in hollywood and parasite because i think i would be if irishman doesn't win i would be the most happy if parasite won after that yeah um because one i actually I do. I know we didn't say we're going to try to pick what we think is going to win, but I think Parasite has a pretty good chance of winning, um, just in terms of. I'm not even going to. I don't. I don't know how all, all that process data. works, but just like I think it has a. I think it does have a chance, and I yeah. would be yeah super happy if that won. But Irishman would be my top pick if I could pick what would win Best Picture. I would choose the Irishman. Yeah. So it's fair. There you go. It's a good. One. There's our Oscar talk best picture so look forward to the next episode we'll be talking about the visual effects um, nominations going through each of those dissecting yeah. that yeah and... <laughs> we're not doing that um, Star Wars had really good visual effects <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that episode would be I mean the explosions were really cool but yeah we should do a post Oscars episode and talk about um, what our what all actually went are, down and our feelings about it. We are. So It'll yeah, be we, a lot of yelling. Yeah. Um, we'll have to, all, all the audio will be peaked basically. <laughs> uh, no. So yeah, I think our most think explicit we'll, podcast. <laughs> we'll say like, darn and it's going to be insane. Gee, dang it. Oh, okay. Calm down. Um. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do an episode after the Oscars and maybe Joe and I, hopefully. Yes, maybe. We yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> Joe and I will be watching it together. Actually, yes. we'll maybe, maybe do that. We've definitely promised episodes in the past that didn't happen. So <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. But uh, yeah, we will be doing our review of uh, Tree of Life. Tree of Life. That will happen. And I think we also talked about doing a Marvel episode, <laughs> <laughs> which is wow. a little outdated by now. But yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, thanks for thanks for listening and. Again, check the show notes for all the links. <laughs> what a funny joke. Oh, good stuff. But anyway, yeah, thanks for listening. And if you want to, really only going to plug my letterbox. If you want to follow me there, it's just letterbox.com slash Glenn Johnson. Glenn with two N's. That way you can see all the things I'm watching. I think mine is Joe Frankie. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Letterbox.com slash Our most recent reviewed movie on there as of right now is What Did Jack Do? The new David Lynch short on Netflix. Really good. Recommend it. can't believe Jack was snubbed, though, for Best Actor. Just another, yeah. It's, it's very Academy snub. 
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.